Why do you say that, Father? You aren't afraid, are you? No. But I respect some of the superstitions of others. Often they are founded in fact. Live from our Sanctum Sanctorum in Venice, California. This is the Success Society. I'm your host, Krista, here with our producer, Michael. And today we welcome back with a lot of excitement, Holly Lindblom. Those of you who watch the show know that she's been on a couple times and she is a, a traveler to historical haunted places where she takes beautiful photographs and does some paranormal investigation. And she's been doing this for decades and has some just wonderful stories and photographs. So we're really happy to have her on the show today. And we're really excited about some of the locations we're going to be covering. But before we get started, Michael has a few announcements. Hi, everybody. And uh, thanks so much for supporting our show. We really appreciate all the fans. And I want to give a special shout out to our good friend, Darian, who is live chatting with us during the show. And we're going to be talking more about him on our last show this month for um, Samhain. There's a little something that we want to thank him for, but we thought that would be a more appropriate show to do it with. But he does know that we appreciate it. Um, you can get all the information on our show, our website, SixthSenseSociety.com, S-I-X-T-H, all spelled out. Um, We've got some great guests coming up. Next week, we have a show on haunted dolls. And boy, do we have some stories about that, you know, with our friends Mystic Mitten Paranormal from Detroit. Um, so join us for that if you're really into the haunted dolls. And, you know, they're definitely dolls can be creepy. There's no doubt about it. And we have one that's been playing games with us for the last couple of days. So we'll get into that next week with them. Uh, and then we're going to shift gears a little bit. We're going to sort of look at the spiritual side of the Halloween season. We have our friend Madame Zalema coming back on to talk about the Day of the Dead and uh, how they celebrate ancestry in the Latino culture. And then uh, we're going to end the month with our good friend Jackie Smith from Coventry Creations, who make those really beautiful Coventry spell candles. And she'll be talking about some of the more um, Anglo-Saxon, European, British, his, you know, traditions around Samhain and so forth, and, and how they celebrate ancestry. So join us for that, especially if you're very interested in all the paganism and witchcraft and so forth. Um, and it should be a lot of fun. So, and, and while you're on our website, you know, buy us a coffee on Ko-Fi if you can. It helps us with our production costs, and if you can't afford it, we love having you anyway. So uh, we're, we definitely don't want it to be exclusive, and we, we enjoy doing the show and bringing it to as many of you as possible. And so, uh, and of course, subscribe to our show. That really helps us a great deal as well. So without taking any more time, I'm going to kick it back to Krista, and uh, I'm really looking forward to the show today. So take it away, Krista. Great. Thank you, Michael. And welcome, Holly. Hi. It's so good to be back. We're so excited to have you back. It's always fun having you here. And I actually even listened to some of the, the previous interviews. And I just love, I love the stories of all these places in general, whether it's right. you or, or Craig that's been on the show. And it's just, it's fascinating. And there's so many, there's so many. There's <laughs> so many. They're everywhere. <laughs> they I guess, yeah. you know, it's incredible when you think of it. But I thought we should just jump right in because we do have quite sure a lot is. to cover. So let's get going. And let's start out with one of the locations you actually spent the night there. 
Oh, yes. The Lamp Mansion. So I, um, you know, I've heard about the Lamp Mansion for years because of all the suicides that have taken place there. And, you know, four family members committed suicide. Uh, three in the house, the daughter down the street practically, okay? And let's just go on a quick backstory. The Lemp Brewery, they were beer barons. Um, Adam Lemp came here from Germany, and what he did was he made a German lager. Now, that was so unheard of because of St. Louis, Missouri. You know, you had the Anheuser-Busch, you had Pabst Beer. He introduced German beer. So what had happened was, you know, everybody loved it. And he ended up... Um, you know, committing suicide. And um, so but the, uh, Billy, it's located though. So people know that don't know the place it's located in St. Louis, Missouri. St. Yes. Okay. St. Louis, Missouri. And you can still see the lamp brewery. It, um, it, I mean, it's in the 1800s. I okay. mean, it's so old, but the house there, the mansion still stands. It is a bed and breakfast and they have like, um, you know, dinner there. You can rent it out for your wedding, you know, something I would do, you know, <laughs> but you know, uh, it, it's really creepy. And I got it. Um, I stayed the night there basically by ourselves. Uh, no one was there when they told me that, that they were basically locking up and leaving. I was kind of shocked. I'm like, what do you mean you're leaving? what like i'm gonna be here alone and when was this when did you do this this was in the summer in um the end of june this is just in the end of june and you know um three of the family members the males committed suicide in the house billy lemp shot himself in the front dining room um he sold the factory now think about it back in 18 you know hundreds the factory was worth seven million dollars prohibition hit and he sold the factory to a shoe company for 585000 That was a big loss, oh, you wow. know. And he killed himself in the front room. Um, then you had the other, um, Charles, he also killed himself. Um, William Lent committed suicide after his son died very young. And his best friend, um, Frederick Paps from Paps Brewing, he died and he did the um self-inflicted gunshot wound second story one year later his wife succumbed to cancer in the same room oh wow yeah and the last one he shot his dog and then shot himself you know why shoot the dog it's like why why did he do that but he did do that um and it went on that their legacy the last um limp lived there till he was 90 years old yeah there was one that lived a long life right yeah (laughs) edwin i think his name Yes, Edwin. Um, that was Billy's son. And upon his death, he wanted every luxury item, family heirloom destroyed to, wow. I guess, do away with the curse. And um, when I stayed there, uh, there was on the second floor a very long hallway with a huge, it looked like a bank door. There was something about this hallway that I just could, it was just, it freaked me out. I was scared. And I walked around this all by myself, you know on live and um they told me at dinner that night that that's where the he had kept all his art Mm. so maybe he was there guarding it you know but the one thing that did scare me was in the william lemp suite i was walking through there completely alone and i heard what sounded like a gun click a i mean it sounded just like it and it was right next to me um I don't usually hear things like that. Mm. I don't, you, you know, I'm around there. I'm all full of energy, but I actually heard that. 
that freaked me out. I came downstairs and was like, I know I heard a gun. I know what they sound like, you know? Mm-hmm. And then um, later that evening, I was downstairs in the front foyer and I heard a woman laugh right next to me. And I was kidding around about vacuuming this whole thing that, oh my God, this would take forever to vacuum, you know, or to clean. And I heard a woman laugh. So maybe she thought that was funny. Like, ah, you know, but it was so distinct her laugh and it wasn't mean it was like she actually like almost got a kick out of what I said so I did hear that in the Lent Mansion. Were you able to do any recording while you were there? Yeah I was doing Facebook live I was walking around um kind of doing EVPs nothing really came out I listened to everything afterwards and nothing, but I was so scared, Krista, that I stayed outside till about three o'clock in the morning. I didn't want to go in there and we were outside. And when it came to the time that I had to go inside, I slept with the lights on. I don't blame (laughs) you. It's, I really did. I'm such a chicken. I was like, leave the lights on. You know, and, um, and oh, and another incident happened when I was in the bathroom, I seen sort of like a mist underneath the counter, which they said that a, um, an illegitimate child that they considered he had downs and it was a uh, Billy Lepp's son, I believe. And he didn't, he, he just didn't, you know, want to acknowledge him. And he lived on the third floor his whole life oh. in secrecy. this poor child, you know, so people see him up there all the time. And people leave him things. And I left him because I'm a 90s teenager. I left him a hacky sack. (laughs) And I took pictures, you know, I was like, oh, maybe he'll play with this, you know. But I did. I left him things. There's little toys everywhere up there. It's just a really sad, tragic story with this family. It is. There's a that's a lot of suicide in one family. Uh, The the one thing I, I did remember briefly reading about the second William was very decadent. And he had yes. big, big parties and his wife always wore lavender. Yes. She's called Lavender Lady. Yeah. So you kind of yeah. wonder sometimes if a lifestyle invites in, you know, it, it, not for everyone, but maybe for certain personality, invites in certain energies. He was definitely the one that, um, you know, he lived this lavish party boy lifestyle. And he bought that, um, I have pictures of it, this shower from Paris that was completely see-through around it. It's just, and he would party down there. Who knows what he was doing, you know? Mm. But, uh, well, we kind of get an idea. But um, (laughs) I felt like there was a weird presence in the bathroom down there. When I would use the bathroom in there, it just felt creepy, you know? And his wife left him for that. Took their only child, you know, divorced him, and he committed suicide. And, you know, they say he's still there. He was a good-looking guy, but he was a playboy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So do you think it's mostly haunted? Do people think it's mostly haunted by that family? Or are there any other spirits or ghosts anyone has commented on that you know of? Um, Yeah, it, it was a boarding house for a while. And people did pass away there when they were staying there, when it was a boarding house. You have Zeke the young boy that was there. Um, I stayed in the Elsa Lemp suite. She was the daughter that after she had gotten divorced, she committed suicide and she returned there. Um, the, the really fascinating thing about the Elsa suite, it is on the third floor. Uh, by the fireplace, there is a, it's a wooden floor. 
you literally pick a piece of the wood floor up and there are tons of letters from everybody that has stayed in this room. I sat there and I read all these letters and had people of their experiences and what they seen. And I lit a candle. I wasn't supposed to do that. And I put her picture up because I just like, I didn't, I just felt like how sad for her. You know what I mean? Like I always do that when I go into these places, I'm never disrespectful. I'm always like, I feel bad for you. You were young. You were beautiful. You know, you were a socialite. You had all this money. It goes to show you, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? I mean, she in the end was so sad. She took her life, you know, but that's her room and that's the most haunted place. And and that's where I stayed. So all these letters, I mean, we're talking tons of them. It would take Mm. you probably a couple days to go through all the little notes that I found. Oh, that's really touching, actually. I love that idea. Now, did they know why she committed suicide? I'm just thinking her divorce. Mm -hmm. Just she was so heartbroken. And upon hearing about her death, uh, uh, William did say, that's a limp for you, you know, because that's what they do. So, yeah, that's sad. Well, it it does. uh, Oh, Michael, I think, has a question or comment. Yeah, a couple of things real quick. Um, First of all, Holly's got a whole bunch of fans that want to say hi. So for the record, Dirty Old Redneck (laughs) and uh, Captain Sparrow and Cindy Baca um, are on here. Sabrina, uh, all saying hi to you. But our friend Darren, I know you're on your phone, so I don't think you can see the chat. It's probably pretty tiny. Um, But um, Darren has a question. He wants to know if you believe the entities there are um, intelligent or residual hauntings. I want to believe they're residual, um, especially probably because of the family, because they are reliving. Um, I think that Zeke might be intelligent because of the fact that he does, they say he moves things and he communicates. So Zeke might be intelligent. The Lemp family, yeah, they're stuck. I think that they're just playing it over because I heard that gun and I'm, I'm telling you, I don't really ever hear stuff. And that was distinct. And that really just, just even thinking about it gives me chills. That shook me. It was like, oh my gosh, how real is this? You know? So I think I missed it. Who is Zeke? Zeke was the 16-year-old boy that was Billy's um, son that that he didn't want to acknowledge. I guess that was a baby oh, from a prostitute. that was the illegal he had, one. He had Down syndrome, and they hid him in the attic from everybody, and I feel so bad for him, and that's where people leave the toys. Okay, yeah, I just missed uh, the name of yeah. it, of the boy. Yeah, that's that does sound like a particularly sad and, and tragic figure, though they all are, really, when you think about, you know, with suicide. Yeah. And, and to have yes. that in your family, they, they must have had some, you know, mental illness uh, genetically predisposed to it. Right. So, to have that, that much and, happen. And then they, they also say about, you know, concerning suicide that, you know, you're more likely if you know somebody to commit suicide and you're 10, 100 times more if your parents commit suicide that you would fall into that same way of thinking to end it like that, you know. So, yeah. Well, within within the paranormal world, I, I was um, again. I was listening to some of the pa- the two past shows we did with you. And we did spend a fair amount of time on suicide, which I'd forgotten with George Reeves, and we were talking about yes. that. And that obviously could leave you know more of a presence when there's a violent death, and it, it's going to be okay. a common theme attached to certain locations. And um, one of the things that in, in our own life, um, we have an apartment building behind us and there were two different men. They lived one above the other 
that ended up killing themselves at different points. Um, and we were all friends and it just, it, you know, it made me feel a little weird because it was such, they were so close and they knew each other. And, and the, the second person that died from suicide um, knew that this one man had killed himself. And right. it was, you know, you just wonder if it has any influence if you have a predisposition towards certain things, the actual locations. Um, yeah. So is that what you think? Yeah, I kind of do. And I, I know I've had friends commit suicide in their in their lives. And I feel that, yeah. And then I also feel that when people do commit suicide, I don't know if they necessarily want to end their life, but I know that they want to end that pain. And they're in so much pain, they don't know what to do. And either physical pain or mental pain, there's something going on that they can't live with, you know, that they can't get over. And they always say to people that have these thoughts, give it one more night give it one more day think about it for the night go to bed try to you know and then wake up again and see what you kind of solution but I think like you know I love Chris Cornell and he did that to himself I there's so many people that have you know and um yeah I just think that it's just like on a whim usually a lot of them are under the influence too they're not thinking in their right state of mind they could regret it at the last minute and then that happens you know with hangings and stuff and then they're stuck it's almost like a purgatory or they're in this realm like uh, mama Cindy she's watching right now she's told me you know in Catholicism when you die you have to walk the plane until the day you're supposed to go you know because I guess we're all handed this time when we're born of when we're supposed to go so when you go earlier than that sometimes you have to stay and watch everybody around you mourn it's almost like you get a double whammy with that you know there's definitely different views, and at, at, at some point I wanted to look into the different religious, spiritual views about suicide. Uh, like, I know right. in Tibetan Buddhism, I don't know why, but they want you to do everything you can possibly do to prevent a suicide. And they're not really, right. they're not into punishment in the same way or karma. And I've always wanted right. to ask, well, why? But it was one of those things, you, you know, you should always do as much as you can. And, and there are people that have actually helped. There's this, I forget where this one man has helped people that... He goes to some area where there's a cliff and he was, mm -hmm. he managed to save a lot of lives by just being there and talking to people. And right. I was so impressed that it worked because it doesn't obviously always work. And um, right. once sometimes someone wants to commit suicide, sometimes they don't say anything and because they've already made up right. the decision, uh, which is something exactly. I learned later on that if, yeah. if they're at peace with the decision, they'll, they won't say anything. No. And then there's like, there's people like that, that stay at the, um, the golden gate bridge. You know, there's a documentary on that, you know, um, there's also, um, I'm not sure. I don't want to get this wrong, but there's also like a samurai that they praise suicide where they gut themselves mm -hmm. and they go, you know, and they pull all their intestines out and they, they celebrate that. Like that's like a martyr type of thing, you know? So it just depends on the religion. And then, um, yeah, any way religion anything it's sad it's horrible it's tragic um to feel that that's the way you have to go out you know yeah it, it is and i i agree with you that sometimes i think it is a last minute you know choice that they could regret especially if they're under the influence like it's almost like they would right. regret if they could have and then there are other times it just seems like they've totally made their mind up they've just had enough yeah. and it's 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 a really difficult thing and as we know like right, right now under the pandemic we were talking earlier exactly before the show yeah. about mental health being a, an issue right now. And yes. uh, I don't know what the stats are, but I could see, you know, with 
being just isolated and things like that, it doesn't really help. So we hope no. that people, you know, really try to look out for their friends that might have a yeah. predisposition or if you do and reach out to, to other people, yeah. even Zoom and Skype and phone is, is something, you know? check on your strong friends. Yeah. I'm a big believer. Check on your strong friends. The ones that are the, the biggest, toughest people are the ones that are hurting inside because they're putting that up. So yeah, it's sad. And, and the Lemp family, that house is there. You can go visit it and it is sad. And there is a heaviness there. And you can tell that it was just, you know, the money, that's what did it. You know, they had to sell it off to that shoe company and they all, that's the way that they went. So that's there. That's the testament of it, their family. Yeah, and they, they did very well in the beginning, I think, as a brewery, right? Yeah. Yes, very, very well. well. Very well. So, yeah, it is. It's, it's definitely a tragic thing. I, I saw your photo on, on it, and it's, it is a beautiful-looking mansion. <laughs> Yeah, but it's sinister. I, I, <laughs> I mean, they had some really good steak there. Don't get me wrong, but but let me tell you, I um, I'll go back. You know, but I, I don't know. It really that was the one place in my whole life that I was like, I don't know about this. This is really freaky. Like there was just something there, and I don't know if it was because I'm, you know kind of skeptic, kind of believer. Sometimes I don't know until I go into them. They were definitely messing with me and I knew it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was something there. So let's talk about uh, the next one we want to talk about today, the witch's castle. Ooh, okay. All right, so you looked into a little bit of the story and how, um, you know, the backstory is, is that, you know, there was a coven of witches, sisters. They also say that there was some Indian sisters that lived there. The um, There's rumors that they had tortured a little girl, that there was, they went up there and there was human remains. Um, this is all hearsay. Um, the people that own the property now completely deny it. You know, they say that that didn't happen, but they say that the town people did burn down the witch's castle because of the coven and witches there and um it's a really beautiful place it's in the it's right off uh, by the ohio river you have to hike into there um lots of, you know it's just it's just a stone structure that has been burned and then there's a there's like a church off to the right up above and you do have to climb and you do have to go over some of these structures. I did it. I went Facebook live on it. I was like, let's go. You know, you guys are going to come with me. And then there's the story behind it about uh, Shanda Share, which is the most tragic, bullying, little girl, mean girl story attached to it. And you know about that one. But the about. audience might not. So we're going to tell you. <laughs> uh, you know, Shanda Shear was born on uh, June 6, 1979 in Kentucky. She was all around a good girl. I mean, cheerleader, volleyball, softball, basketball. She was all these things. She was beautiful, too. She was only 12 years old. Now she got involved with mean girls, bad girls. Actually, a 15-year-old girl named Amanda who was sending her letters, and they became a kind of an affair. I mean, it was, it was like a little relationship. Well, Amanda had a girlfriend named Melinda Loveless and Melinda Loveless became very jealous of Shanda and she, um, you know, Shanda basically just lived her life. She was like, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing this girl. And they went to a dance and it was so 
in Melinda's face that Melinda started plotting to kill Shanda. I mean, she actually went around talking about this every day. I'm going to kill Shanda. Um, it went as far as these four girls, uh, the other three, they all got together in a car. They drove over to Shanda's house. Uh, you know, it was late at night. They told her, come on, let's, you know, come with us. Um, that girl, Melinda, was hiding in the back seat. They said, go get her out of the house. She said, I can't go yet. You know, can you come back at midnight? And they were, you know, um, Melinda was really mad, but went back at midnight and they got poor Shanda out of the house. And, um, you know, put a knife to her throat, got her in the car and said, we're going to drive you up to the witch's castle. And, you know, they said that the story um, they were telling her, this girl, Lori, I don't want to say their names. I don't want to give them notoriety, little witches, you know, little, you know, because I just want to talk about this poor young girl that this happened to. And they drove her up there and they told her, you know, that she's going to be part of the human remains up there. They went as to, so far as take her Mickey Mouse watch. She's a 12-year-old girl Aww. playing the Mickey Mouse tune, started giving away her rings to the girls, you know, and, um, ooh, we're going to take all your jewelry. And um, they lit a fire up there at the Witch's Castle. Now, it is called Mistletoe Falls, and it is very high up. And anybody that drives through during the winter, now, this was like January 10th, so this is the sticks at this point. There's mm -hmm. no coverage, no foliage. You can probably, I went during um, the summer where it's like full of leaves. You can't see it from the road, but in the winter, you probably can't. So they lit this fire, and they got so paranoid that they were like, let's get her out of here. So, I mean, this poor girl was crying and saying, I'll never talk to Amanda again. You know, I'll never do any of this. I feel so bad for this little girl. They drove her 50 miles and they basically tortured this little girl and they killed her. But they did take her to the witch's castle. And there's a lot of um, rumors that she was killed there, but she was not killed there. She was killed 50 miles north. And they um, tortured her. They actually went as far as to put her in the trunk. She was trying to, you know, make noise and screaming. And they would pull over and they'd hit her with tire irons. She was soaking blood. And it got so bad that what they did was they went to a gas station. They got a two liter of um, like a Pepsi. They put it out. They put gasoline and they burned this little girl. Oh, and that's, that's so sad, you know, that all these things happened. They were all um, put in jail, all the girls. I mean, there was like two 15-year-olds, one 16, one 17-year-old. Um, poor Shanda was only 12 years old, you know, and they were bullying. They did these things to her, and the girls were so excited afterwards, they went to eat at a McDonald's. Horrible story. They say that she still uh, haunts which uh, Mistletoe Falls, um, the witch's castle, they say she's there. People say they see her. I want to hope that she went on to heaven. I don't want to believe that that she is stuck, you know. Mm -hmm. But that's the that's a real sad story um, tied to that place, you mm -hmm. know. And where is the exact location of it? Utica, Indiana. Yeah. It's, it's interesting and that both uh, both locations were near rivers. I'm wondering yeah, when you, hard. I mean, obviously you'd have to do a whole look at all of them, but I'm, it seems like uh, either hills or rivers. I always feel like water is conducive to anything paranormal, like seeing ghosts or things yeah. like that. The current, the energy, all these things. Yeah, the witch's castle. Um, there Now this is the weird thing. My experience, okay, when I went up there, 
I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of heights, you know, and I had to cross over to get to the actual structure of the stone house that they said was their church. You know, it's a, it's supposed to be like a holy place. Now I took a picture in this place. It's actually my Facebook profile picture for one month. Nothing was shown on this picture. And a couple of weeks ago, I went to go look at it and there is a face that is directly behind me. It looks like Zozo. It looks like the face from the exorcist, you know, that scary, mm-hmm. but you can clearly see like a, um, a face, a skeletal face. And it was not there when I first took the picture. Also the pictures in the little structure, they've all pixelated since then, which I don't, I don't understand that. That's oh. on my phone. That doesn't yeah, make any sense. Does it? And I will post those, but half of them are pixelated where they look all pink and purple. I have them on my phone. I don't understand that. Um, I've showed a couple fellow, you know, ghost enthusiastic hunters, and they said that that person was checking me out as much as I was checking him out. But uh, that was scary. That that face is mm. It's right there. I mean, you can see, you can like blow up the picture and it looks like a skeleton. So yeah, just really creepy. Just, you know. Uh, yeah. That pixelation is really, and I've never heard of that phenomenon with uh, ghost photography. So I guess there's always yeah. sort of new things happening. And I have heard of like a picture of the image appearing later, you know, it's not, yeah. it seems to be one of the things that makes people feel there's really something going on. <laughs> Right. And at the time it was in the daytime because I do want to go back there at night. Don't get me wrong. But like as a rule to some of these places that are like abandoned and, you know, off the road or whatever, I like to go into the daytime. I want to know what I'm getting into. I want to look, I don't want to fall and break my ankle out in Utica, Indiana, God forbid, you know what I mean? And so that's why I go in, in, in the daytime and I go and I explore all these places. And then, you know, like I do want to go back in uh the winter time so i can see what it looks like when all the foliage is gone when it's just the sticks in the woods you know and it gets really cold and it, you know i'm not sure if it snows right there but i do want to see that this winter time again go back there because it is creepy and the shanda story is so tragic and i just feel so bad being a teenage girl once in my life like we've me and you krista we've talked about being bullied you know yeah. and and that is the worst case scenario that could ever happen to somebody that is bullied, that they can murder you in cold blood, these girls, you know? And uh, just the fact that they took her there and they started the torture of her. It scared me. Now I didn't know that. Um, when I went up there, I started looking into this afterwards and I was like, Oh my goodness. Like this is really tragic, you know? It is the whole torture too and how, and then the way they burned her. I mean, that it's just hard yeah. to believe when humans do that to anyone, yeah. especially they're all still so young. Just, that is what, um, yeah, that was the whole thing that in the town at the time when all this happened, they were saying, you know, there's Satan worshipers. They were trying to do anything that they could. What could they blame it on? Right. Why these young girls would do something like this. You know why? Because they, they were jealous uh, they were all had, you know, what's sad is they all came from like broken homes Mm. and they all had, you know, very sad, you know, fatherly figures that molested them. All these things played factors in all this with these girls, self mutilation, all 
I mean, you can look up the story. It's out there. Poor Shana Sher, rest in peace. But just to know that that took place there at the witch's castle freaks me out, you know? Yeah. But the fact that, that that skeleton is right behind me in that picture, that was like, whoa, what's there? You know, what is really there? What's going on, you know? Yeah, I think I saw that picture when you put it up on Facebook. That's one of the ones I do remember. And I, yeah, I did, I did like, I was really kind of, I wanted to go see the, the witch's castle for some reason. It kind of struck a chord in me. I was like, oh, I want to yeah. go visit it. You know, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Do you, do you know the other legend connected to the Welsh prince? No, please tell me about the Welsh prince. Well, it's, it's probably not historically right, but there is a legend okay. that there was a uh, Prince Maddock, who was a Welsh okay. prince, was thought to have reached America in the 1100s. And uh, historians don't believe it, but one of the owners that bought the property in the 40s believed it. And he built this, like, castle, I mean, a church. Um, that, yeah. And then this t that was like a tugboat. Um, and so, that's where my picture's at. Yeah, yeah that's my so picture's that, at. That's what he, yeah. he actually built. He was drawn to that legend. And there was so he built a stone chapel, and, and I guess it was really pretty, and then someone destroyed a lot of it, you know. So, but yes. as I said, it, I thought it was just interesting. And then evidently it was supposed to, was this the place? Um, let me make sure I got that right. That was uh, the place. No, that was a different one. Okay. Um, but anyway, I thought that was interesting because of the mistletoe and that's kind of a magical, I don't know much about his properties, that there would be this like idea that there was a Welsh prince that had come here before Cl Christopher Columbus, as, as many people yeah. believe there have been other people here before Columbus. Right. Um, but they, they weren't really sure if that was, he, if he landed there or not. That was one of the things. But I thought it was kind of a cool legend. I kind of liked that part. Yeah, there. Um, the the witch's castle. I mean, go out there if you could go there. I mean, um, I would recommend going in the daytime because it is such you know a fallen structure. It's not. It's not. I mean, it's so spaced out too. Um, in the when you go into it, I mean, it's literally like a portal, looking like of the leaves that you go through. And to the left, I mean, there was like a. Um, it's like an underground type of structure where they would keep their food at because obviously there was no refrigeration mm -hmm. you know and that's what um some of the things the history that said there's like bars on the windows you could imagine you know there was like a fireplace there you could imagine them having like their goats and their horses and their agriculture and and then living off the land and then people not understanding that these women are living there oh they're witches you know they're gonna you know because that was such a big thing like oh you're brewing stuff you're killing people you know that was the automatic with everything oh you're a witch you know so that, that's sad but it is out there and it is beautiful i must say that like just the property in that little tugboat where i took my picture at it's it's something out of this world that it's still there you know yeah it just uh from the photograph it looks kind of fairy like there's definitely the, it has that kind Great. of feeling yeah. so even though you have that horrible tragedy there does seem to be yeah. also some other energy there from the, just from the right. photograph you know you can see uh yeah so has anyone else said anything else that you've read about the the haunt, anything being haunted there or anything about the original women has anyone seen anything connected to them there they say that a woman in white with long black hair, uh, they see her all the time up there. They say they see mists of white up there. And this is at night. 
Now I went in the daytime and then lo and behold, I get this creepy picture, you know, of this guy. so it's not always like in the nighttime, you know, but they say they see these, you know, women there and they say they see Shanda there and they, they, yeah, I mean, they say it is haunted. And when I usually go to these places, that's the, that's usually the backstory that there is some phenomena happening there unexplained. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just me. Like I said, I'm going to go back. If you ever get out there, definitely hop on the side of the road, get out of the car and go walk up there. And, you know, I didn't get ticks on me. So that's a great thing. I'm oh, always good scared point. of bugs. Like yeah. I'm always like, ah, what's on me? You know, but I didn't get ticks on me that, that time. So, yeah. So, so when you decide to go to a place, do you have kind of just an intuition that this is a good time for you or what is your method of picking a place to go to? look it up, get in the car and go. I don't have a, I don't, it's like, you know that? it's like, okay, how many miles am I from this haunted place? Okay. Let's catch that place. And then we'll make our way to the other one is I just don't like to backtrack. If I can go to a couple places on my way, that's what I enjoy doing. It's like, okay, that's here. That's there. That's there. Let's go to that. Um, you know, when I went to the old Bryce in um, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, I had found it that morning and was watching all the YouTube videos in my hotel room and was like, okay, let's go, let's go to it. You know, these kids are saying, if you go at night, you'll get caught. But if you go early in the morning, my, I'm not going to get, you know, a ticket because I'm not young, young. You know what I mean? I'm going to tell the cops, hi, I'm Holly's from Holly's Haunts. I'm taking pictures. Want to go with me? You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to tell them like that. Like, hey, I'm not here to spray paint, destroy, do anything. I just want to document it real quick. And that's like my thing. And, and being raised in Southern California and Los Angeles, we don't have these things. People don't just leave buildings to rot on their own you know they're always making way for the next you know um take away paradise and put up a parking lot you know that's the la way it really sucks actually and they're doing that to all the old structures in hollywood right now Mm. you know they're just tearing them down so the more you look up um some of these places you know you can i mean you literally i look up you know abandoned places i find them and i just go and then i read about them kind of afterwards Mm. Just take pictures and get out. Get in, get out. Don't get a ticket. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get a ticket. Don't get in trouble. Don't bring that home. Just go and, you know, and usually I do it in the daytime. Yeah. Well, that makes a lot of sense. I think we talked about that before with safety. And then also just safety in terms of, like you said, if it's abandoned or derelict, you might just trip on something, you know, and hurt yourself in a normal way. (laughs) You don't want to do I'm that. I'm clumsy. I'm super clumsy. So I'm going to be that one that walks on that nail. So that's why I'm kind of like, eh, like with Tuscaloosa, Alabama, I literally just shot the structure. And it, I mean, it was collapsed. It was trashed. I've never seen something with so many, the walls were coming down and I caught those two phantoms. Mm. And it was that quick and it was nine o'clock in the morning. It wasn't like it was like the witching hour, two to three. It was nine in the morning, you know? Yeah, spirits are around all the time. I totally agree with you. Michael has another question or comment. Yeah. Yeah, actually our friend Darian wants to know if that's a skull on the table behind you and what his name is, if it is. (laughs) Oh my God, you want to see Fred? Hold on. Good eye. This is Fred. 
So I've had Fred since I was around 11 years old. My grandmother bought him for me at a thrift store. He's a bowling ball. <laughs> He's a bowling ball. Fred's been through a lot. Poor Fred. Yeah, Fred's cracked. Fred's been at parties. We usually stick a cigarette in his mouth. Fred's awesome. Yeah, he's been around for a long time. He's a bowling ball. That's oh, like oh, oh my goodness, that, that is really he neat. Used, he used to glow in the dark when I was, you know, young preteen. But I mean, now he's. I don't know. He's just here. <laughs> That's Fred. Yes. Wow. Well, welcome, Fred. Yeah. Yeah. Fred's here. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I've never heard of a, a bowling ball skull. So that's the first for me. Isn't that neat, though? Yes. And I got him at a thrift store. Yeah. And my grandma, God rest her soul, she was always like, okay, Holly. I'm like, I have to have him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's cool. Your grandma yeah. went along with that, though. Oh, yeah. Nothing surprised her with me. I mean, I always <laughs> liked all this stuff. So, you know, she was into it. She was cool with it. Yeah. yeah not, not, that's not always true in families. So especially when you're young, they want, you know, they might say, oh, she's into creepy things. And that's great that she, she really let you, supported you in that. I never grew out of it. You know how they're like, oh, she's going to grow out of it. It wasn't a phase, mom. We never grow out of it. (laughs) No, I think if you're interested in uh, at such a young age, it's it's part of what you're interested in. Absolutely. You know, whatever it is you're, you're drawn to, especially by the time you're 11, you've, you know, you've formed a lot of your personality. Well, yeah. And um, I've always wanted to think, you know, because I went to Christian school, like I've talked about before. And I, I was raised on the... Firestone, Brim, we're all going to die. You're all sinners, you know? And in the end, it's like, you know, you, you, you get older, you question all these things, you know, and you want to know. And, uh, yeah. Um, I've loved haunted houses. I, I'm, I, you know, I'm writing the book still COVID happened. Zoom happened. Teenagers who are in zoom happened for me. So I haven't <laughs> done a lot of writing my book. Cause I'm like, get to work, you know, type of thing. But, um, yeah, the book was still, you know, happen, but it's just, you know, it is a process still got to work, still got to do all these things, still got to make money, still got to, you know, be the mom. So that's where that's that. Yeah. Uh, totally understandable. Yeah. It, it's definitely had to shift our priorities. So did that answer your question, Michael? Yes. Okay, cool. So let's go on to the next one is the McPike Haunted Mansion, Alton, Illinois. I love McPike. If I could ever buy a place, it would be McPike. Um, Sharon owns it. She's such a lovely woman. I think because COVID hit, um, she's not letting a lot of people there, but they are still doing certain things there. And um, that's that's got 150 years worth of history, you know. Um, Mr. McPike, he was involved in uh, politics in um, Alton, Illinois, and he was actually good friends with um, Abraham Lincoln, and was with him when he got the telegram informing him of his election to presidency. Um, Mr. McPike was, you know. Um, you know, yeah, part of um, local politics. Alton, Illinois is haunted. It's the smallest little haunted town if you're ever in that area. It's only about 35, I want to say 40 minutes from the Lent Mansion. Mm. You're literally St. Louis, Missouri. You cross right over into Illinois. So it's right there. Um, it's uh, three stories. It was built in 1871. Uh, lots of different type of uh phenomenon goes there you know all the shows have been there 
they, uh, there's a grave on the property, you know, I mean, but that's with all these structures in the 1800s, there's gotta be a lot of graves on the properties because they literally sat their dead out and mourned them, you know, and then they buried them on the yard, you know, in their yards, of course. But um, McPike is just beautiful. I love it. I don't know why I'm so drawn to the McPike mansion, but I am. So, Michael, someone have a question to comment again. Yeah, our friend uh, Joel has a, a question for Holly, and he wanted to know if there's um, any tours of the Witch's Castle, because um, he hasn't been able to find any, or how to go about getting access to the property if you really wanted to go. Just go. Just go. Uh, you have to park down the street. You have to walk to it. You got to be careful. I mean, this, a lot of what I do is trespassing and I hate to say that, but I mean, it is, it's not my property. I went up there, I took some pictures and I got off. I left it the way it was, you know, of course we never trash anything. We never leave anything. Um, you just go, um, you can look it up on and you can, you can literally just look that up and go and put on some good, um, hiking boots, wear thick socks so that you don't get, cause I imagine there are ticks and animals, but you can just go to it. No, there are no um, tours. Like I did my own tour. You know what I'm saying? Like I just went up there and looked around and yeah. Now the um, McPike used to have some tours, right? Before the coronavirus? Yes. Yes. And they would, and I believe in October is the time that they have a, actual camp out in the front of McPike mansion where you, they have a bonfire and they do investigations and the wine cellar is a vaulted wine cellar. Sharon let me and Eric go in there, which was amazing. She took us in there. We took pictures. We took pictures on the front porch. Um, I don't know how it is now. I mean, we did go in the beginning of COVID, you know, so um, I don't know if they're still having that in October. They probably will. You just got to go, you can go onto the McPike uh, website. You can look that up and they have that out there. So what kind of hauntings uh, do people, people say that happened there? Or what did you see that would be connected more to uh, the place that's specific? The owners. And then she did mention two women's names that I'm so sorry. I forgot these women's names. When I came into the front foyer where there's a stairway, the, the house, um, cannot be you cannot go into the mcpike mansion i mean it's um inhibitable you can't live in it nobody can be in it right now i mean they have put a lot of money into changing the windows and all these things but when they bought it i mean it was just it was just trash you know people went in there took apart what they wanted um took apart like the staircase did all these things to it and then she's just been like slowly putting her money into it but that's i mean I don't know. I would love to buy it. Let's start a fund. Let's all pitch in. Let's save McPike, right? But, um, yeah, uh, the two ladies, she said their names when we walked in. And I was like, hi, you know, I'm just here to take some pictures. I'm not here to, you know. So, yeah, it was like that. So I, I gathered from one of the websites that she does want to restore it. But I don't she know. Does. It seems like it would be a pretty expensive endeavor even now i mean it sounds like they've done some like you just said some work they have and it would probably cost millions of dollars to restore it to 1871 to the time and we're talking three stories um and 16 rooms 
you know, and these rooms are huge. They're vaulted. It, um, it's just, it's just an amazing structure out there. Now I found, um, on enjoyillinois.com actually had some really good stuff. I just looked at two places, you know, to kind of prep myself. And there was, um, some people believe that there was hauntings before the mansion was built. Did you come across that idea that it was like um, indigenous spirits and then possibly even a residual from the underground railroad stop? Yes, yes. And they said that that did happen on the property and they were helping people. And this was a place that they were helping people. They weren't keeping them there. So yeah, there, I mean, all through that area, you think about it, you know, the civil war came through there, all these young, you know, people died and, and then, you know, the, the fevers, yellow fever, all these things that had happened, you know, we have COVID now, but back then they had all those Yeah, and all those people died too. So of course there's going to be a residual with all of that happening. There was yeah. also this like clip that was really interesting called the, it was from the show scariest places on earth. Yeah, and they were cool. talking about the basement where this, all this yeah. dust and yeah. they called it dusty plasma. I've never heard that term. Have you dusty plasma is where the spirit never. uses dust to swirl. Never. And I was like, okay, that's a new one. <laughs> that's a new one. And if you want to make any ghost hunter mad, tell them their orb is dust. They're not going to like that. They're like, that's, that's, not, that's, an orb. that's not dust. That's an orb. And you're like, okay. But yeah, when we were there, it did look um, in some of my pictures that I did take, it looked like rain. It looked like little mm. type of thing. And we, I did sit down there and it was so cold. But of course, it's a basement. It's going to be cold, but it was really cold. And there was kind of some spots that felt kind of weird, you know, but um, just the structure of McPike is what gets me how massive it is. And you Mm. can just drive up to it and you're like driving on the street. And when you come into it, you're like, wow, this is a real mansion. You know, it looked like the haunted mansion from Disneyland. Like that's what it kind of like reminds me of with those big pillars. Mm. You know, so beautiful. Another question, Michael. Um, yeah, actually, it's uh, more of a comment this time. Um, and the uh, I don't know if Holly knows this, if she saw the video or not, but we have a uh, video that Krista took at David Oman's place, and it's all kinds of, of orbs and things swirling around in it. But the interesting thing, it was taken in natural light, not at night. Um, so it's full spectrum, but absolute light on and you can see all these orbs in the picture it's really phenomenal and, and again that Ooh, shouldn't happen that. because if, if that happens then no camera should ever be able to take a picture because you always have dust moving through them or things so it's really weird to have it right. with, with natural lighting is really unheard of and maybe we'll post the video on our website at some I, point I, th- but I think I put it on Instagram cool. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it yeah, makes a funny move too. One just makes this funny really? zigzag move, and it's funny. All the years I went up to that house, David's house, I'd never tried to catch an orb. I was just, oh, I may as well really? do it too. I'm like, I was like, yeah. you know, I, I'm mostly yeah. into kind of getting to know paranormal people, and mo- mostly, you know, Michael are just on the side with all this stuff in terms of, you know the actual technical. Right. So I was kind of excited, and uh, I'm, you know, I could understand where some of it does probably look like dust particles and i i think photographers especially can tell yeah it just depends you know um uh, another place i did go to we're almost at 10 minutes um the waverly hills sanatorium i during this time that i went to mcpike and lamp i also went to waverly hills sanatorium and that's the um 
the huge place over there in Louisville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And I did get some weird orbs and stuff. They say that's the most haunted structure in America. They say all this, you know, I mean, I just have to say that I was a little disappointed with my tour guide. That's why I haven't really talked about it because it, mm. it wasn't, I wanted to know more about the history of it and the hauntings. And it was all about like her stories and I wasn't there for her stories. I wanted to know, you know, who died there and what happened there. Sure. And she wouldn't, she wouldn't let me crawl into the morgue bin and she was no fun. And I was like, <laughs> let me get in there. And she was like, no, 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 no. I'm like, come on. Like, and you know, but um, she did let me stand on the body chute. There was like literally a body chute because there was so many people that died a day. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. And I stood on top of it because um, they had to, it was a tuberculosis hospital. Oh. And they were having like something like 20 something deaths a day with tuberculosis, you know, with the outbreak. So that was, a, that was one of them, but you can go there and you can see, um, they say shadow people hmm. on one of the halls. I don't know if it's a optical illusion because of the way that the light is coming in, the moonlight coming in from the sides of the doors. Cause you know, it's a hospital mm-hmm. and it's trash. So everything's open, you know? So I don't know what that was, but I did see some weird stuff in there with my own eyes that I was like, is that that? You know, because whenever we see something haunted, ghost, I always second guess it. Did I see that? Am I crazy? What is that? You know, and and if I catch it on film, of course, we're going to watch it a million times to see what it is. You I, know? I, I agree. And I, I've gotten less like, like, like that. So when we heard this thump, connected to this haunted doll the other night, I actually accepted it right away because I knew there was nothing we had, you know, sort of tossed yeah. aside that made that sound. But at the same time, I still looked afterwards. But what yeah. I, I do sometimes now is I just sort of say, well, I'm not sure what happened or why. It could be that or it could be other some other supernatural phenomena. So that's the one thing I, I still right. stay very open to. Even if you right. see a spirit, is this a spirit? Is it a parallel reality? Is it residual? Right. I know it's something now, though. I, I, I have yeah. fully embraced the concept that there are different realms interacting with our realm, and it's our ego that Correct. struggles with that because who knows why the ego, ego is like that. <laughs> it is. It's like, so maybe I've gotten older and I've just accepted, and I, I, I know I don't have explanations sometimes, you know? No, I, I never do really. And like I've seen that Civil War soldier, the, the full body apparition, um, that took me back because I was like, you know, you always want to, am I crazy? Am I seeing this because am I hallucinating? You don't, you know, we're, we're told that these things don't exist. So when we do see them, we're like, wait a minute. Wow. You know, and that's, that's where it's at, you know? And, and when you do get, it's like a blip in the matrix, almost like, and you get to experience that it makes you want to keep doing it. It makes you want to keep chasing it, looking for it. And like, what's the next place? What's the next place? Where's the next structure, you know? And that's why I like to get on the plane and go back East because I've done a lot of the Hollywood stuff. I've done a lot of, you know, I want to stay at the Roosevelt again. Don't get me wrong. But um, yeah, back there, the structures are left to rot to like we were saying right before, you know, what are the ghosts doing during COVID? Are they bored? Do they miss us too? Are they like, where, where are you guys? <laughs> you guys are checking this out. Like, are they getting restless? You know what I mean? Are the ghosts, the spirits kind of manifesting more during this time? Are they kicking back and like, not even, you know, what mm. is that realm experiencing too? 
you know? Well, I think look, about that. You look at the parallel with the Spanish flu, the period of the Spanish flu and the it, the rise of spiritualism during that time, I would think there can yes. be a heightened um, connection to the other world right now because of the pandemic and also the, you know, the way history loops itself over and over. And we yeah. have some of the same themes right. and lessons and too bad they don't have Zoom, the spirits. <laughs> we can just have awesome. Zoom conferences. <laughs> Exactly. Call me. <laughs> I love to chat <laughs> pretty much. And uh, I mean, I'm never going to stop doing this. I'm going to keep going. There's a couple places, you know, um, I'm supposed to go to this Air Force base that's abandoned this Thursday night with some of my coworkers. I'm going to go check that out. Um, I don't know. It just never ends. There's just so many places out there that we can like go to and try to see if they'll let us peek into that realm. Sometimes they let you, sometimes they don't, but it's that chance that you get to catch them, you know, and that there is life after death. We aren't just done. We aren't just close your eyes and it's over that my grandma could come back and say what's up once in a while. You know what I mean? it's, It's like, you know, do they visit us in our dreams? Is that real? You know, um, other things, you know, do they move things? Do they leave quarters, dimes, nickels? You know, you always hear those stories too. Very true. And you know, we're on the same page with you. Now, before we end, I did want to have people know your contact information. So you can follow okay. her on Instagram at holly.lindblom, L-I-N-D-B-L-O-M, and see her. her. Her pictures are great. I love them. Then you can also go to her website, Holly's Haunts, H-O-L-L-Y-S-H-A-U-N-T-S.com. And then you can see everything there. But you have two Facebook pages too, since you do Facebook Live, right? Yeah, I have the Do You Believe in Ghosts, and that's my sheet ghost. And my sheet ghost is going to be coming around because I like to do that. That's just a little thing. You know? But yeah, Do You Believe in Ghosts? Yeah, that one's cool. What? Why did you decide to do the sheet ghost? I love it. It was a TikTok challenge. And um, then I just took it where I just would go everywhere and put on my cool glasses and take pictures in all these really cool, creepy places. Yeah, it's fun. I like it. It's fun. Well, what was the original challenge on TikTok? It was a song by Jack Stauber called Oklahoma. And what you do is you're like just standing there and then you put it on and then you make like these, like you do these fun things with the ghosts. Like it's not scary. It's supposed to be funny and cute. That's yeah. So it it's, is it's actually very cute. It's entertaining. It's fun. It's like, don't take this shit so serious. We're being cool about it. You know what I mean? It's just really, really fun. Yeah. You know, and that's a good attitude because, you know, in spite of the fact that some of these places are very creepy, there are beautiful stories associated with places too. And I think we also have to learn to just accept it all, the good, the bad, and the ugly in terms of the paranormal. And uh, But, you know, TV shows like to encourage the dark side because, you know, people are interested in it. <laughs> so it sells uh, really the shows and it it's understandable. Sells. You know. Yeah, it sells. It's scary. It's what it is. And that's why we keep doing it. And it's fun. And yeah, besides the tragedies and rest in peace to all the victims that have ever that we are going and looking, you know, I mean, really, like, I am sad when I hear that these horrible things happen. But I'm also fascinated by it. Absolutely. Of course, who could not be sad by a, a little 12 year old yeah. girl that is horrifically, oh. unfairly, just literally yeah. murdered yeah. mean girls, all oh, just the original mean girls. So anyway, 
thank you so much for coming back. And we really thank enjoy you. hearing all of your haunted adventures. Me and Fred. Yes, yeah. and I'm glad I got to meet Fred. Bye, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> and so thank you all for your comments and questions. We really appreciate it. And we'll see you next time as we continue to explore the esoteric and the obscure together. Have a great week.